Hi, welcome to the average mama. This podcast is a weekly exploration of different themes guided by my own experiences as a new mum. Thanks for joining me for the second episode of The Average Mama. My name is Sarah and I'm a new mum to a baby girl. She started giggling last week and it's the most beautiful sound I've ever heard. This week I have been researching practical tools for providing support to friends and family during times of hardship. If at any time you have concerns for yourself or anyone around you, please seek professional help. And please keep in mind that this podcast has the best intentions for providing helpful advice, but it is just based on my own experiences. In the description for today's episode, I have provided links to a range of resources, including some situation-specific advice. I highly recommend having a look through these links for some really sound advice. My research this week has been driven by my desire to be a better support person to those around me. A few of my friends have been in really heartbreaking or difficult situations this year and I've felt quite helpless, so today I'm sharing with you some of my discoveries as I explored options for being the best possible support person I can. We will also be hearing from my friend Jess. Jess has always been an incredibly supportive friend to me and I have asked her to share her perspective as I really admire the way she provides such solid support to all around her. She just gives so much of herself to her friends in need and I hope I can be even a little more like her in the way she supports her friends. The first thing I'd like to share with you is the lovely concept of holding space. I really like this as I think it is universally meaningful in providing support to those around you. My friend Elise introduced it to me, and to quote from an article by Heather Plett, holding space for someone means that we are willing to walk alongside another person in whatever journey they're on without judging them, making them feel inadequate, trying to fix them, or trying to impact the outcome. When we hold space for other people, we open our hearts, offer unconditional support, and let go of judgment and control. Isn't that just beautiful? I have included the link to the full article in today's description, but I would like to share with you four tips from it which really stood out to me. These are, when providing support for someone, give people permission to trust their own intuition and wisdom. Give people only as much information as they can handle. Keep your own ego out of it. And give guidance and help with humility and thoughtfulness. These tips and the concept of holding space have been really powerful for me and I think I will continue to return to this as guidance. I also found the last two points particularly meaningful as one aspect of providing support that I have been trying to figure out for myself is what my role is as an advisor to my friends above and beyond providing that precious listening space. I asked Jess for her thoughts on this and I really like her perspective. This is what she had to say. So I really think that um, our role is to both advise and to listen, depending on the situation. Like, I just think to start off with, you have to listen. That is without a doubt the most important thing. And then from the listening and the understanding and the talking with them about and getting them to come up with solutions or how they feel about it or what their improvements are, then I think you can provide advice or or even just your own perspective, like what I have done or, or what other people you've seen have done or like what works or this book that you've read or this advice that someone else gave you, I think then you can provide that advice, but not until you've, you've first listened and, and definitely validated 
um, feelings. Like I think that's the most important thing to say, yep, I understand this feeling. It might be in fact a silly feeling that needs to be rechecked, like that somebody doesn't like you or that you aren't included or that um, you're not good enough for someone because I think that's a lot of people's problems is like feeling that they're not good enough or that that somebody else is better. So I think sometimes it's to say, yes, that feeling, that makes sense why you're feeling that, but also sometimes that that feeling is really silly. Then I think from the understanding and the listening, then you can say things of advice. And I don't think that anyone has the perfect advice for someone. And I think sometimes you might end up giving the wrong advice for them, but they can learn from that too. Um, a really good friend of mine, um, one of her close friends, she um, she hasn't actually really been in a relationship. She's she's 28 and she's just been quite unlucky in love, but she still can provide really great advice about relationships even though she hasn't had that experience in it. So I don't necessarily think it's to do with experience. It's about understanding what it's like to be in their shoes and providing things ad- – providing what they would like to have happen in that situation or or how they would like to feel or be approached so I think the advice side of things isn't what people really take away from the conversation it's that understanding that talking through and asking how they feel about or what they do and providing that like environment that the person who you're providing support they can come up with their own solutions rather than you saying anything I think what I normally choose to say is what I would do in those circumstances so they're able to see like somebody else's perspective of what they can do and then make their mind up on what they should do or how they should act or what the next um, stage is. Um, Having said all of that, um, I sometimes think it's really appropriate to tell your really close friends when they need to pull their head in. So to have those difficult conversations, um, to bring up issues that you are seeing um, because it's like if, if you as a really close friend can't say that to them, who, who's going to say that? This next bit from Jess is about how privileged we are to be able to provide support to others, which also reminded me that often being able to help someone else is actually really healing for me as well in whatever I'm facing at that time. But ultimately, um, I just feel like being able to support someone is such a blessing. It's such a lovely gift that someone else can give to you to make you feel connected and worthwhile. And that when, as as tiring as it is sometimes to be a support network for lots of people, and especially if, if people are going through issues at the same time, um, it is tiring. But I think it just... It, it, it makes you feel good that you're able to be that person to someone else, that you've got the skills or the advice or that you can provide something that they might need at that time. Taking that as like as a good thing that somebody is doing that really helps you cope with the, the pressures or the time demands or the like a mental strain to, to do that. I would like to finish with an excerpt from the Are You OK website, which really struck a chord with me. Do you understand that a difficult conversation might happen and you won't have the answers? This helped me to realise that in my search for ways to better support people, I think I have been looking for answers, when of course sometimes there is no answer, 
And why should I have the answer when these people who are facing these awful things don't have answers themselves? I'm no guru to go around fixing everyone's problems. So for me, this whole exercise has been a really powerful reminder of the importance of listening, of being present, of holding space for others. And that often what I'm already doing really is enough. I'm Sarah, and you've been listening to The Average Mama.